Hey, so I'm just stepping in here before we get the podcast going properly, just to apologise for the audio. So, as you may have noticed, I have a slightly different background uh, today. That's because I'm not in my office at home where I'd usually do these podcasts. This one is actually in person. It's the first in-person podcast I've done with video and... Because I am not actually in my office, I'm not actually in the country at the moment, I didn't have the same access to equipment that I do at home, which means I had to look at what was best and I felt that getting a full video and everything else was what I needed. Um, And also having the equipment that I'd need, which would be three separate mics and everything, just wasn't possible to travel with, um, especially um, in what I'm doing at the moment in a kind of uh, small tour of certain countries. So instead of that... I have um, had to reduce the quality slightly of the audio. Now that just means that I don't sound like I do now in these um, podcasts, uh, but you can still hear everything that myself and the others are talking about. Um, We are pretty clear, but it is more like the quality of my older podcasts. Back before we became independent, when this was associated with the university group, that is the kind of quality. So you can still hear us, we're still there, we're still easy to make out when we're talking about things, but not exactly as you have um, become used to in uh, more recent podcasts and in the recent seasons. So hopefully you'll still enjoy it and uh, let's get on with the podcast. Hey everyone and welcome back to the Kip to Crotch podcast. So this week you might notice, yes, one, the audio is a bit different. I apologise for that. Um, I can't help it because I am in Hungary. I'm in Budapest in Hungary. Um, I'm here with Shaq and with Omar. Um, if anyone's wondering, we have been covered today for all of this. So um, myself and Shaq are triple vaccinated. Omar is double vaccinated. We've also got um, negatives for tests, everything like that. Um, so we've effectively been in a bubble as well, um, doing a little Europe tour. Um, but it does mean that, of course, the audio for this, I don't have the same setup. So I don't have my normal mic or anything like that. So I apologise, but yes, this is Hungary, this is where we are at the moment, Um, and today we're just going to have a chat basically about um, the differences between um, the US and the UK, because uh, myself and Chuck are from the UK, and uh, Omar is from the US, Uh, as well as that with the reality and the usability of certain martial arts and self-defence systems when it comes to actually dealing with fights or with some kind of security issue, um, and how we go from there. So... Um, Shaq, you have, it's um, G4S and some other security companies you work for. Yeah. Yeah, so what do you do with them? Uh, what have you done with them, like just normal? So we just do wide-scale events, like okay. music events, football stadiums, just all that good stuff, yeah. Okay, yeah. so you, you're working on the kind of the, the, the big events that people are doing. Yeah. yeah, the security, when you see... The people that um, that are kind of scattered around football fields and things exactly. like that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And um, Omar, you uh, you've done some security, but you also did five years of martial arts. So, what kind of stuff have you done, and what did you find from anything like that? So, I've basically, when I was, um, I believe, when I was fifteen, is when I started doing it, mm-hmm. and I basically did it older when I was like to twenty years old, and it was Taekwondo. But it was not a, just a regular Taekwondo, the traditional Taekwondo, it was a, more of a, um, uh, they made it a mixed martial arts, so it was kind of a, they were actually not just focused on kicks and stuff, they were actually trying to um, um, cooperate, the, also the usage of hands and throwing punches and stuff like that, and 
Yeah, so it was, it was, um, it was not your typical, because I've seen my, my little siblings actually did the traditional Taekwondo. Yeah. And that one, they just do a lot of kicking. Yes. And, and barely any hand, hand use, but these guys were trying to be different. So yeah, I did that for five years. Almost got to black belt. And when I was like one belt away from black belt, okay. when, I, when I quit. <laughs> I didn't quit technically, but I started traveling and I started going. So technically, yeah. Yeah, you, you're, you're on... You know, sabbatical from your from your black belt. You yeah. you don't have to relearn a few things when you go back. So obviously, uh, and then for anyone that doesn't know, if you're new to this yeah. and you've just I've just appeared. Um, so I am um, Adam. I am been training in martial arts. My first belt was in judo um, to yellow belt back in 1989. Um, I've trained in judo, jiu-jitsu, aikido, muay thai, and a lot of other things. Uh, I also run self-defense and uh, teach martial arts and things like that. Have done for about eight years, nine years now, um, and that's where this came from. I also used to run the self-defense classes at a couple of local universities, which is where this podcast originally started. So that's kind of where we come from and what our backgrounds are on this. Why we're we talking about it? Because you know the keyboard warriors that usually turn up or that might turn up that go, well, you don't know this because you. I do more than just watch the things, I actually fucking do it. Um, so obviously, there's a bit of difference, because both of you also have some money, yes. um, so there's, there's different violence and stuff like that that you might have seen there as well. Yeah. So, that's has there we, been... That's when, that's when we actually met, me and... Uh, yeah, you met, you met in Mogadishu, right? Yeah. So, I mean, is there, <laughs> is there a specific... Like, what, what are the, the differences you can see in terms of... Now I know we could we could bang on about the fact that you know Somalia is Africa and US have guns and everything and well you can just shoot people but if we're looking at it in terms of just normal personal protection you know somebody trying to rob you putting a knife on you maybe what are the kind of distinct differences that you can see between like um, the US the UK and Somalia first of all Somalia when uh, I present like Somalia also uses guns it's yeah. like is a, is a, it was almost kind of a lawless country where I've got actually the Basically. only place I've ever kind of got wrong was in Somalia right. of yeah. all places yeah. and it was it was uh, off duty soldiers looking to make money and when two guys show up and one guy has an AK and another guy has a handgun that's not really yeah yeah, I, and actually, and I gave it up. I swear, that's the <laughs> just, only time I actually got wrong from my phone. And to say on that as well, if anyone ever watches, because the amount of times you'll see, and anybody um, watching or listening to this, however you're, you're taking this in, I'm sure you can YouTube someone, and I guarantee you, you can probably YouTube how to disarm someone with AK-47. Yeah, we'll Don't fucking do it, okay? <laughs> do not do it. Your next step will be up the pearly fucking gates to heaven. Like, it ain't gonna happen. Someone's got a gun on you. I don't give a shit how fast you are, how good you think you're you are. Do as you're goddamn told. Um, unless you're, I mean, I always say to people, it depends on just how determined that person is to, to do something and how determined you are. But if you know that you can do something and not get shot, fucking do it. <laughs> so, Billy, so for you then, have you found, so obviously, in terms of you having any personal violence, you say that's the only place you've kind of been mugged. Has there been anything in, in London or the US where you've gone, either felt, uh, you know, uneasy, or that you thought, ah, I might have to do something, or anywhere else? I mean, we're in Hungary at the moment, yeah. we've been in Greece and everything else. So. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, I don't know for you, because you, London's like, I haven't actually, every time I've been there, it's like I've been around families, like I haven't, rarely was walking around by myself. But in America, I remember America was different, but even though when we was growing up, um, 
their kids were not using guns. Mm. There was a lot of something called, like, where people jump you. Right, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you have, like, eight people uh, or six people just jumping you. This is what I'm talking about when we were growing up, like, you know, our teenage years and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's what I noticed. So people in UK, I'm, I'm thinking, yes, there's more... Swords. Um, yeah, more <laughs> knife. Knife, <laughs> yeah. They call, yeah. All the shit. Like, like <laughs> yeah, yeah, there is more. I mean, no, there is more. Uh, yeah, I think in America that um, they always make uh, funny jokes about that. But one thing I could say about Somalia is because um, I was there for like eight years. Over there is so say if you do like hand combat, like fighting with your fist. Mm. Over there is mostly like, I, it's, I think it's more about experience over there because nobody really trains you over there. Yeah. Right. But as you said, it's a lawless country. It's so it's more it's more of who has more experience in fighting would mm. win over there. Yeah. Of anything. It's, it's like street fighting where there's not really yeah. a street... Although I mean, if you don't know what you're doing and the person has been in a couple of fights, then they yeah. guy will definitely yeah. That's how it is over there. Okay, yeah. so, yeah. It's, it's people and, have just, and, yeah. There's a funny fact, they barely use hands over there. I've noticed in America like people always start boxing. No, over there they start from... That's not just the US, there. I have to say. Yeah. The UK find that as well. If you ever say to someone, oh, there's a fight happening, even drunk people in the UK, immediately it's that. It's immediately yeah. and it's hands up. I, so I'm not trying to wrestle. I tend to I tend to not, not be worried about them. They pick up rocks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. But I mean, I mean, with that, I tend to, especially depending on how they put their hands up, I tend to look at them and go, "Oh, okay, so you don't know how to fight? Cool." <laughs> uh, because what, what's the first thing that every little boy is taught? Taught. It's like, yeah, well, this is how you fight. This is how you know, and everyone's taught, yeah, you do this, and it's like, well, one. Your hands are this far apart. What the hell is that about? Mm. They're not covering anything. You don't know what you're doing. We're good. I'm, I'm okay. I'll just walk away. This will be easier. Um, but you know that is the kind of the standard for a lot for a lot of people with that as well. I mean, you, the UK is interesting. Obviously, yeah, the US. I've seen those things like that. I will say that um, Dan Inosanto, who was a student of um, Bruce Lee and one of the um, continuous teachers of Shikundo and um, does Filipino martial arts in this grammar. Mm. Um, literally shows when he did it with a cop that depending on the um, distance between you that he could run down a cop and basically um, stab them before they could draw their gun. So it was just like when people would say that I'm like, like three seconds <laughs> No, because when they've got it there, yeah. they've got to bring it up. But if he's in a certain distance, yeah, you can find it. If you can YouTube it guys, it is a an actual training video with Daniel Santo, who is a internationally recognised uh, martial artist. Most of the people, if you're watching this and you know anything about martial arts, you probably heard about him. Um, but he so you can, you know, that is a, a problem as well. But obviously guns are the, the kind of the final answer. Yeah. But um, I think for personal safety generally, even in the US from, you know, I've got a lot of family there as well, it's not immediately necessary going to go to a gun. No, I mean, no, you can, no. but as you said, like when you're growing up, there weren't really any guns, it's just they're going to jump you. Mm -hmm. So knowing what you're doing can be helpful. Um, but have you found, either of you, because obviously you've done more on the martial arts side, you've just done more of the kind of, you know, security, security which is more... Um, uh, conflict resolution, talking yeah, them down. Exactly. Um, which obviously I've, I've what they train you in, yeah. Yeah, because I mean I've got my I've got my my yeah, qualification and yeah, yeah. my SAA in that as well. I've done the, the done the doors and, and and things, and it is far more. Although you get physical intervention, anyone that's done these courses, it doesn't do anything. Um, <laughs> physical it intervention, it, it's it's very good if the person's drunk and they. It's an authoritative thing. I'm just going yeah, to yeah, look, yeah. look, son, sit down. It's that. Um, but so. You know, in terms of that, 
do you think, have either of you felt from what you've learned, either from conflict resolution or from Taekwondo or anything like that, that that's helped you? Or have you come to learn that it, learn that it won't? Or has there been something you think was missing? For either of you? Um, me personally, like, I, uh, for, the, uh, for the Taekwondo, I used to actually, because Taekwondo is like a, they used to do a, they used to be like the sparring classes, mm. and they would have form. And I always used to hate the fact they used to focus more on form. Yeah. Because I guess it's the, the jet, uh, what's the, what type of was it? Vetted the Koreans, right? It's South Korea, yeah. Yeah, so South Korea, it's like they would focus a lot on forms, and I'm like, I used to love sparring to the point where I used to actually skip. That's one of the reasons why I got held back a couple times, though, because I used to skip the forms, and I'll go straight to fighting. And in the fights, we used to like, I should use our hands and kicks, mm-hmm. and shout out to my, uh, uh, my sensei, um, Jeff, actually. He's from South Minneapolis, so he used to actually he would he would you know how you said that same I thing. I issue with the fact he called himself sensei. <laughs> but anyway, um, <laughs> my, my master, my master, I call him that. My master, master. Um, so he used to uh, what do you call it? Um, Taekwondo is like uh, points, you know, yes. one kick point, point, point kick, and that's like yeah. that's not that's not realistic at all. So he used to make us where he used to do drills where it was like we do continuous fighting. Yeah, like four minutes, five minutes, three endurance minutes. Endurance stuff, yeah. And those actually helped me because in the sense of the taekwondo is like when you're using your kicks, um, I haven't, I'm, I'm usually a peaceful guy, you know what I'm saying? I haven't actually gotten into a lot of fights. Mm. But we, I was like, you know, I'm, I'm not looking for fights every time. But I've, I've noticed that it helps when, when it comes to like, you know, no awareness, um, use, you know what I'm saying, using kicks. Cause I remember one time was like there was a guy who was bigger than me, and he wanted a fight. I could tell he wanted a fight, and I remember I just gave him one good side kick, and we just I got him on the ribs or something like that, and then the man immediately didn't want to fight. Yeah, you get it. I mean, depending on where you get it, uh, muscles. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he just walked away. So it's, that's what I that's why I feel like the best thing was like the actual awareness and. People don't usually go for kicks. It's like when you, when you fight. As you average, say, it's, uh, it's here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. This, is, this is all what they've seen everyone in the UFC doing, so that's what they're going to follow. So when you actually try, when you, you know, when you step in and you actually use your legs, it's like, it's kind of a shocking, shark factor. Because, like, you don't see that most of, most of the time when you fight, you go hands to hands. So, yeah. That's okay. what I feel like. So also, one thing is, normal people when they fight, they always just aim for your face. Yeah, it's true. There's no way that, that's, yeah. that's like people in the shoot as well. No one ever goes centre mass. Exactly. Which is, yeah. It's bigger. And I, yeah, yeah. You don't want to miss? Well, it's like I've seen yeah, so many things, things. Like, especially. Yeah. I mean, especially when you when you look at films and stuff. The amount of people that go for head kicks. I'm like, okay, well I've swept your other leg by this point. Um, <laughs> I, I, it never makes sense to me. You, you're automatically. Knees. Yeah, knee. I mean, knees, obviously, hips and things. If you're doing anything yeah. like. Um, like uh, the French systems like Savart, then you have much lower kicks. You know, they, they kind of go along with what Bartitsu took with it. So it's much lower. It's easier to control, so you've got a controlled area. But um, it's like, yeah, it's like you say, a lot of people don't, the second they see something or they feel something that isn't what they're used to, people yeah. go, no, no, what the fuck is this? No, no, no. Because if they're, if, they're, if they're known for like, if they've had some street fights yeah. or something and they're like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm the tough man around here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Usually just some big guy. And then suddenly someone just comes in. May no fuck all. May have been told one lesson. May just be good at following what's, what was on a YouTube thing. And just does a decent kick or some weird punch. And they just look and go, 
Nah, bro. Fuck it, you embarrassed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, no, I mean, no, I think no. a little bit with that, and possibly, I mean, I don't know what you're going to say, but I'm assuming possibly for you, it is more about intimidation almost, mm-hmm. rather than it being useful in terms of really defence. Yeah. And correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems more like it's been that intimidation or that thing where people have gone, hmm, maybe, maybe not. You're standing a bit different. You look, nah, nah, I'll leave it. So, I mean, what, what about you for, for what like, interactions that you've had? Is there anything you feel is missing or anything? One thing I could say about the security industry is it's, a, it's, it's kind of like a mixed feeling. Mm. It's because on one side, when the government gives you the SIA license, Gibbs, so, fuck, uh, yeah, technically, oh, no, they, own it. It. they own it, technically. So the thing is, hundreds of pounds, yeah. by the poor people <laughs> yeah. that don't, they don't, I'm back, they can yeah. take over you, they can take over you, whatever, yeah. So basically what it is, is, you've got these rules, you must follow these rules. Yeah. Literally, they say even if you are getting attacked, you must use minimum force. <sighs> yes. The day you leave a bruise or anything, your license is gone. Yeah. Which is, so... So at the same time is, oh. you can't protect yourself. Yeah. You basically have your yeah, normal rule. So the normal rule of law for the UK is reasonable force, which you can do anything up to and including what you could reasonably, at that moment, in your own mind, have expected from the person attacking you. Yes. Which means if you're working door license, then technically you've, been, you've, been, you've had the right to self-defence taken away from you yeah, just exactly. because... You're the one there trying to protect people, exactly. which makes no, no fucking sense. Because no, um, like, usually you'll see, like, there's one guy that has been kicked off, and there have to be five people to hold him down, because yeah. they're not allowed to do anything. I'm sorry, but my way of dealing with it is just stop them now. No. Done. Because, yeah. Fuck you. I don't have to worry about the rest of the class. No, like, like, say, like, concerts or festivals, yeah. yeah. we have what's it called tactical response units. So literally, what they do is they just go pick him up, take him up. Oh. Yeah. I was wondering because I work security in America yeah. right now even and I used to do a part time because they have something called I don't know if you guys have it but there's like there's level one there's level twos and there's level threes in America yeah so the level one is like the guys the same thing so like I worked in level one and level two uh, basically you can't touch the person yeah. you're just there you know just to tear and report that's what you basically there and the level two that's a is the one in this country I know yeah that's not that's not security that's not security yeah that's not security and that's that's all the ones usually is like Maybe the, the company was a. We used to work for Target. That's why Target headquarters in America. Uh-huh. So they want us to, and it was right in the downtown. And we used to have all the time drunk people and homeless people just there every day trying to come inside. And Minnesota gets so cold. Yeah. So imagine a security guy. You trying to you get trying to trying to tell a guy to get out. You're probably there just thinking, you know what, come in, man, it's fucking yeah. cold. <laughs> like you know, warm up for a minute. They will come inside and you can't kick them out. And imagine because like it's like minus twenty outside. And you try to kick them out, and you can't even, you know, and you can't use nothing. So we just, like, you know, well, level one, we're just going to report it. And the level two was the one you could get hands on. So in America, they'll let you. That's the one where you have, like, um, you can... You don't have you qualifications, though, do you? No. That's the That's the, that's the main thing. So we have to be qualified. Yeah. That's the thing. And then, the only one that actually required a license was, was level three, where you actually permitted to shoot. Those are the guys that actually yeah. Those for guys, us is, you know how you say license, but the level twos yeah. don't need license. Yeah, for us, you know how you say level two can get hands on. Yeah. Here is if you get hands on and the person that you got hands on with has a bruise or anything, yeah. and they sue you wow. or they report it, yeah. if the government deems it more than excessive force, 
you would lose your license, so, so that's, you will be taken to that's more for That's more for him, though. Oh, what so is it? For me. Forrestal, so so that it's they get forces. So this is a stupid thing. So the way to run about that, because of G4S and G4S have, mm-hmm. um, have governmental contracts, that's why it's different for them. For me, as a, a door license holder, I, I mean, technically I can leave a bruise and done mm-hmm. things, but... Um, I wouldn't have it pulled like that. It would be under revision by the SIA, which is the Security Industry Authority. Mm-hmm. Um, and unfortunately, for the for the for the time that we do have really shitty security people, the SIA are overworked. It's like very mm-hmm. few people dealing with all of it. So, um, but yeah, the, the the SIA would look over it. I wouldn't necessarily have my license immediately pulled. It would be a kind of we're going to look over this. Yeah. Um, although my license is up for a new at the moment because who was doing work during lockdown? Um, <laughs> well, you, G4S. Um, but, so it's a little bit different, but the, 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 the same rule of like excessive force is also the thing with reasonable force as well. So in the UK, reasonable force is determined by the person that's being attacked, but then it's judged over by a judge who wasn't there and usually has no experience of any door kind of fighting, yeah. door, door license experience, anything. And you're like, how the fuck does that They don't know what it should we be for dogs. Yeah, they have no idea what's happened. They've just, they've, you know, if someone's cut shit out of you and there's nowhere, you know, in their CCTV and then you've had one here and to stop them and you're getting dumped, it's, it is a nonsense. But, um, yeah, I always find it weird that in America you have no qualification, but because all of Europe, so if, we're, I mean, in Hungary, if we went and looked, spoke to the door stuff um, out tonight, I guarantee you they have a license. If, in fact, the net, no, in Norway, Norway, you have to have it on display. Yeah. You have to. Yeah. So, um, I like, it's hired, they yeah. need to go to that, whatever. They have to have the qualification, they wouldn't be hired. You have to have qualification. Yeah, yeah, you don't get hired otherwise. So, you, you just need a high school. This is the this yeah, problem. I mean, and this is why this is why you get a bit of a reputation in certain bars in America of it just being scraps on a Friday night because that's what it becomes because they have no experience of controlling someone. I mean, because the one the one thing that I will say about the the um, the personal security, I kind of remember. You remember, it's level two in personal private security, whatever the full title of the qualification is. The one thing that is good about that it is does show you some conflict conflict resolution. Which you wouldn't have in America because no one's going to teach you. It's like, oh, you're a big guy, you can fight, go to the door. Like, what the fuck? That's more like it was here. Here? We're in Hungary, we're not in England. Yeah. It was more yeah. like it was in England back in like the 70s and the 80s when it was drugs and people just going to fight. So, I mean, there is, there's good and bad. Yeah. I do think they need to go to I mean, if you go to Norway, yeah. it's almost like a college degree. It's like 7,000 7, euros to do the yeah. It is fucking expensive. So in the UK, the full cost of everything, if you're paying yourself, it is. is about a grand. For everything. I wouldn't say a grand anymore. It is. It fucking is, because I've been for <laughs> If you're paying off yourself, yeah, off your own back, it is. Um, but in, in, the, in Norway, it's about seven grand. And you have to, like, it's, it is basically a full-on, you know, that kind of level qualification. Hungary have a similar thing. Most of mainland Europe have really, really highly trained. The UK have trained but not necessarily as, as highly trained no, no. but it does cause it does cause a lot of issues with that because you don't necessarily know how to control something and you're you, like you say they've left stuff out like mm. you want to just be able to deal with it and move on because actually and i say this to the SIA hey Abby Parsons <laughs> South East it is absolutely <laughs> stupid that let's say you have to control one person with five because you can't do certain things because of how it how it works. You yeah. can't be excessive depending on how they're saying. Um, 
And I'm not saying you kick the shit out of the person that's caused the issues. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying one person, if they're doing it reasonably, as it is in law for everyone else, if it's reasonable, could deal with the situation of one person immediately. If, however, you have to deal with five, five people to deal with one, what's actually happening is you're putting everyone else, if it's a nightclub, for instance, or maybe you've got three people, if it's a bar, you're putting all of them at risk because all of you have got to deal with the one dickhead that you could have dealt with a lot quicker if you are doing something else. No, but this is, why, this is exactly what I forgot to mention earlier. Is also, is if the rules were a little bit more lenient, hmm. The security staff, a lot of them, one, a small majority of them, would abuse it. It's true, but then, yeah. but then, if you change the rules, you also, you, what should come with it is then also a stricter employment policy. True. Yeah. So you you start to enforce. Maybe we do like they do in some countries. I think actually, again, Norway do this. You have some kind of personality test or like. Well, really, did you do that? Well, you some of them do. Brand, uh, yeah, I'm not surprised actually. Yeah, so so yeah, you just do the kind of, you know, are you a fucking nutcase? Are you <laughs> going? Are you going to go and kick shit out of people? You do that kind of thing because if you're going, look, you have a bit more power. And again, I'm not saying we tell every security guard to kick the shit out of someone. I'm yeah. saying you should be able to deal with stuff a lot easier because the police can do it. Now, I'm not saying we're anywhere near as well trained yeah. as the police. However. They do prove that one person, when they're doing it properly, can deal with one person. The same as security well, yeah. should be able to. Because otherwise, what actually happens is it doesn't get dealt with. You put everyone else in the, the pub, the nightclub, whatever, at danger. And nine times out of ten, you don't have to call police to get the person dealt with anyway. So you waste everyone's fucking time. When actually it could have been done real quick. But it does get really irritating. It's really, it is really strange for me that the US has... Like, well, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how that's, you know. Because Vin Kiesel, a guy, like, he's a level three security guy. Yeah. And, or he's a level two guy. And he comes, he comes to the security and actually brings his own gun. And he's a level one or level two. And he's like, you know what I'm saying? He's like a full time security. Because nobody's moderating that. Nobody's moderating that. And of course, the gun laws as well are weird. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, <laughs> it's, yeah. that's another whole topic. Oh, <laughs> oh, bring it. I mean, um. <laughs> As, as just before anyone, any Americans, if you're watching this, firstly, if you're going to bring in the gun thing in here, firstly, fuck you. Secondly, I was a member of the British NRA, and I can probably outshoot you, so fuck off. Um, I have no problem with guns, I have absolutely no problem with guns. I happily shot as a child, with my young teens, all the way through. I have shot, um, shot with lead-tip bullets, with a um, with rifle and everything else, never had an issue with it, because it was responsibly done. I don't have an issue with guns, so any of that bullshit, fuck it right off. I have an issue with fucking morons getting guns. <laughs> I'm actually pretty shy because uh, I never knew there was actually a British NRA. There is. It's, just, it's, there. Not, it's, it's not as big and yeah. it's not mandatory to be a member or anything like that. Yeah. Um, but it's just... It, usually what you'd do for the NRA would be, uh, in the UK, would be for competitions. Um, yeah, and there's, there are bigger... There are actually bigger organisations than the NRA because if you want to be in a competition, you're going to... You know, the European stuff is going to come in as well, but... But yeah, I mean, it is, it is a whole whole different discussion. But it is it is interesting because I always find it amusing. It's like um, I I know if there's anybody that's watching this will immediately have a go at me for, but screw it. Michael Moore um, is a champion shooter in the really? US. He's a champion shooter. Yeah, it's what I find really amusing because so many times people have had a go at Michael Michael Moore and with the words of kind of go, Michael Moore, the left wing film um, documentary in America. 
the big guy that did that. Like, yeah, Fahrenheit 11 did that. He no. was a championship shooter. He was a member of the NRA when he was younger. So it's, it's really funny because people have a go and he's like, oh, well, you just don't control a gun. I've literally heard someone say that to him. And they're going, he's literally a state champion. Um, so it's, it, that's the thing. It, it needs to be taken away from bravado. Yeah. That kind of stuff needs to be taken into, look, Everyone can like the like it as a hobby. If it's like anything, man, everything's dangerous. It's just run by morons, you know. So my my bad, by the way, because uh, your accent is hard sometimes. When you say you work as <laughs> you a say that to me, goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. So did you work as a bouncer? That's what you did. What, what was it? So we don't call them bouncers in the in the UK. We call them doormen or door staff. Yeah, door supervisor. Yes, technically, yeah. it's official. Yes, that's what we're doing. Yes, it is officially. It says, well, it say that, door, it says the door word, supervisor license. door supervisor, because that's I've what it actually I've says. I've seen American clubs where the, like the, the security is some big guys, but then if you mess up, I've seen them actually like beat up a guy and throw him out. I've actually seen it. Yeah. So I'm wondering, do you ever have to do something like that? You can't. Yes, can't. You can't. Like you can't even use your martial art. Nope. Know? Legally speaking, <laughs> you can't. Legally speaking, I can't do that. It's, it's, um, it's, it's always amusing because... I mean, if there's no cameras around... Um, maybe, maybe as a member of G4S you don't say that on camera, but... <laughs> he doesn't mean that. I said maybe. <laughs> theoretically right now. Yeah, I mean, yeah. What, we mean what, what we mean by that is there's probably times in places in London that that has happened. But then again, those kind of people are probably the people that would never get the license in the first place if they're stepping outside of it. But it is, it is ridiculous that it... it and again, I'm not saying we should be able to beat them up. I'm saying we should be able to deal with the situation because it's very different. Because the control um, movements, even that you can do in base level um, most martial arts, yeah, isn't like allowed. Hand you, like, and so a lot of it, so a lot of it would be it's too much. Pa- it's too much pain that's inflicted. So you're, you're going outside of it. The most you can do generally is defend in terms of literal defense without doing something else. Now you would. In, a, in all likelihood, it did come down to it. Don't attack them, protect yourself. Yeah. <laughs> which is, which <laughs> anybody that does any kind of martial art knows full fucking well. The idea of, of um, responding to someone doing something is fucking stupid. Okay? There's an old saying in martial arts, and it's a very true one. Hit first, hit hard, and keep hitting. And it's very true because a preemptive strike is often what is needed to de-escalate a situation. Because if you have to just try and move like some kind of fucking box or something mm-hmm. because someone's coming at you, it's far more difficult than just dealing with it then and done. You know, it's, it be- does become a big issue with that. Um, because we can't... Defa- yeah, it, it is stupid that you do have the big guys on the door and in reality, they're just there to make it look worse. Now, I know people that are ex... ex um, uh, bikers who work the doors in the UK, wow. and it's really funny when you watch them because they're the, they're the loveliest people. Wait, yeah. You guys have actual bikers in the uh, as in uh, yeah yeah like actual American bikers. Like uh, yeah, as in yeah, they yeah. they are part of big guy big beards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and if you're watching, you know who you are. I won't say your name, though. but um, he has done. He has when people have stepped out of line, he has maybe. Near, near taking their shoulders out, but no, no, <laughs> but because that, that's the, that's the, uh, you know, the bikers, and you tend to just leave them alone. So that they have a, a reputation of their own that they can just be there. Mm. So for them, it works. It's kind of like I'm just big. Look at me. Don't Bo- fucking, don't fucking buy up. So it does. I mean, intimid- Again, going back to the intimidation thing, it, that intimidation thing can be very helpful. But I do feel really sorry. Because if it comes to it, I know I can. If, I know that I would rather lose my license 
than get severely injured. So I could step out, and if it's if it's a protection of myself, or like someone is really getting danger, I, I you know there's, there's there's that. But what I feel sorry for is we give these licences to kids as long as they pass the test. And now in the UK you get how um, old? Well, 18. I mean, 18 is when you can get it. So, but you, you have to do written and physical um, to pass. So there's written exams and, and things like that as well. But um, these exams are not tough. A lot of it is is um, is, is uh, multiple choice. Um, so it's it's not that it's not that hard and it's not that difficult. So you mean we've got people working the doors in some places. Yeah, you mean, uh, they shouldn't be there. They shouldn't be. And it's not because you know I think that everyone that's small kind of it means it's people literally who in an actual situation they're they're, they're um, jacket fillers. Basically, yeah, exactly, yeah. they're jacket fillers. They they they're there just because. I'm a person on the door. There's a law that's been brought down by the council or whoever that says you've got to have others. I'm filling a jacket. And if anything happens, it doesn't matter. I mean, in fact, at Canterbury Christchurch University, because please sort your fucking um, door stuff out, don't take people off the door that actually know what they're doing, which is what you've done consistently. Um, at their bar, they had door stuff. Because they took off the people who actually knew what they were doing, who had experience, they put on two new people on the door. And when you walked in to the bar, which was kind of a separate bit because it's like the student union's here here's the main lobby there's a there's a bar there yeah. when you walked in there was actually at one point the american the american football um society at canterbury christchurch university as well who also look after your fucking um uh, members and make sure you're not dickheads when you're out drinking um caused massive issues and were actually basically beating up the bar having fights with each other and um one of the bar staff, the supervisor actually, came out and asked the door staff, can you come and help us? And they said, no, it's in the bar, it's nothing to do with us. <laughs> and it, good, I door. think I the likelihood is they were probably just scared of doing something. They were scared, no. Because they didn't, because again, they were jacket first, they didn't know what they were doing. They were just, we passed exams and we're getting paid here. No, they were definitely scared. They're, they're oh, wherever you're working, if you're on the property you're working, you've got insurance. Yeah. They're insured. Yeah, you're insured. Yeah. They're insured until they step up from here. If we get attacked here, we are good. But the moment I step outside that door, yeah, there's nothing there's there. for us. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. if they went, if they went to the, the like um, two or three properties down, it was a nightclub. So if they went and helped their door staff, they're not insured for that. But on the property, yeah, they were. But it was just they were jacket fillers, and the problem was is that they wanted. And this is again the university, Canterbury College University. You should care more about your students, not your aesthetics. Um, basically took the people off of the door because they felt that they were too intimidating and put people on who looked more friendly. And I'm, I'm sorry, but for me, I mean, I'm, I know I'm old school with this. I am old school with this. I'm well aware. But for me, I want the people on the door who are intimidating because even if they can't defend themselves, they're intimidating. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah, the, they they may not know what the fuck they're doing. They may not know anything. Yeah. But if you go in with there's a, a guy there, six foot eight, standing like that, you're like, you're like, fuck, you are, mate. Good night, all right? You are fucking up! Because you don't know! But they took people and just... And now, again, it you can have nice aesthetics and be be able to do your job and everything like that. But when, when you're employing someone for the door that... And you're doing it only out of aesthetics and nothing else. There's a problem. Like, okay, get people who are friendlier looking, but have experience. Yeah, well, that's actually one thing I hated about my uh, my target security place when mm. I used to work for them. I found all the other companies they when even G4 school we have that in America. Yeah, it's worldwide. Yeah, mm. it's, uh, we actually have a lot of European. There's a lot of securitized. 
So if anyone doesn't know, so before he said this, if anyone doesn't know, I used to um, be the caretaker um, of the UK Bartitsu Alliance before there was some politics and I stepped away from it, but it is an art that has um, reformed. It was originally around, um, created by E.W. Barton Wright in the Victorian era. Um, You can pick up um, books on it, 24 um, Urban Self-Defence Systems, you'll be able to look at um, it as well. It's also what was written in by um, Arthur Conan Doyle to be the reason that um, Sherlock Holmes beat... Um, Professor Moriarty in the Reckonback Falls. Oh, so it's been written into our history in fiction and in fact. Yeah. So I was wondering. The question I had was basically because you said in that in that system you guys don't they don't do belts. No, there is no belts. Did they ever do belts? No, uh, traditionally, no martial art did belts. Oh, please. So the reason that Bartitu didn't have belts, um, and there is one, there is no. one or two people around that do do belts, oh. and maybe that's legitimate. Maybe it's not. I cannot say. I've not spoken or spoken or been at their dojo, so they may be very legitimate. I can't say. But no belts ever really existed. They only started when we really started on international competitions because oh. judo until about oh. I'm sorry, Sensei, Sensei Roger, um, and everyone, Sensei Kamen, I apologise, I've completely forgotten, I'm sure you told me this, um, for the history of the, the system, but about 100 years ago, 120 years ago, roughly. is when, roughly, is when judo brought them in, and judo was the first to bring in the belts. Um, by that time, Bartitsu had started to wane in around 1901, um, with either of one right going away, um, when they lost their main dojo in Soho, um, and so because it kind of, it, it effectively disappeared for about 70, 80 years until a few people got the original documentation and started to build it again. Um, it disappeared. And so because of that, it, the system itself never did what every other system did, which was follow the, the role of judo and go, oh, well, this is the belt here. They're this, And they all followed suit in their competitions. Because Bartitu wasn't really about that, it was about street defence. It never had the belts. Yeah. I was wondering, yeah, so basically in America, I don't know if it's a martial art myth or something like that, but somebody probably, <laughs> probably it is, but someone's like, once somebody reaches a black belt or something, or a master level, is it true they have to register? No, no, I know what you're going to say, as a deadly weapon, no, it's yeah. not true at all, it's uh, complete bunker. Um, somebody told me that, bro, somebody told me that, if you learn martial arts, it's not a trap, like, if you have a black belt, or somebody's about to fight you, you have to tell them, like, hey, I have a black belt. 
And then if they keep going, they beat them up. So if you don't tell them they have a black belt or whatever... The only reason, and in a, a, again, again I, can't, I can't speak for America. What I can assume because of insurance laws in America and the fact that you love to sue everyone yeah. is the likelihood is that they that has been suggested um, that you tell them that you have experience purely because of the fact that if you don't, they can sue you. That would be my assumption. Yeah. Um, but it's certainly nothing that you have to register as deadly weapon. It's complete bullshit. Because every, let's be honest, there's, there's, there's 12, 13 year olds that get black belts because they're, they're different um, grading systems. So, what, you're going to have a 12 year old that's going to be a deadly yeah, weapon? Yeah, you know, it just doesn't happen. There are, there's, lot of, there's lots of people that have been to Muk Dojo's, got themselves black belts, who don't know anything. You know, they don't know more, they know basically the same amount as someone on YouTube. Um, yeah, I mean, it is complete aesthetic. I mean, you can you can see a lot of these McDojos. They come and they, they're all up all over the place. It does seem um, interesting. Like you said, none of the uh, all the martial art for um, styles, none of them used originally. No, styles. because there was no there was, karate. Oh, oh. Karate wasn't first. And my God, do you have to sound like Ross from Friends? <laughs> karate. 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 <laughs> um, yeah, I blame the, uh, the Karate Kid. I was watching that show again. The Karate Kid, um, wonderful. The, my issue with Karate Kid, of course, is that neither of the Karate Kids had any karate in them. But I the new fact, one, by the way. Oh, you're talking about the, the new one. one. You mean you, the new one in terms of the film with Jackie Chan? No, 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 no. 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 They actually started a new show where they got. Oh, the you mean Cobra Kai? Cobra yeah, Cobra Kai, which Cobra wasn't based. And by the way, the final move in the original film, he would have been disqualified. That's a non-legal hit. He would have been thrown out of the competition, and um, the guy from Cobra Kai would have won. Anyway. Um, <laughs> what was it? What was it? The electrical competition it simply wouldn't have worked. It, it, was, it was an illegal hit. It's also not fucking hitting anywhere. Anyone that tells you to do it, don't do it. For the love of fucking God. If that, the amount of people I saw fighting in the 90s by yeah. doing this, it's like, uh, okay? The fuck is that? No way, the um, so that um, the yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, it's just nonsense. But, um, but yeah, I mean, that just be bullshit. But, yeah, there's a lot of the stuff. So the black belts, there's an apocryphal tale from black belts that we, which was the idea. This isn't true, by the way, but I still like it. I still like this because yeah. I want it to be true. <laughs> and may, maybe there's some truth in it, but, but from everything I've read and seen, this isn't true. But I want it to be true. Was that basically um, the idea between a white belt and a black belt was just how hard you trained. And therefore, um, a white belt reached a black belt when they trained so much that it got so dirty it was black. Wow. And I love that tale and I wish it was true. It's not, but I want it to be true. It's pretty cool, isn't it? It does. I love the idea of this. You've trained so much that it's just gone black. I love that idea. But in reality, um, and and again, when it goes down to the um, deadly deadly hand or whatever, uh, you're a deadly weapon, the only thing that that belt is good for is holding your gi together. That's it. It's holding, it's holding up, it's holding up your trousers and it's holding your gear together. There are people that have black belts, and if you're a black belt, and this is why I think it's um, probably from someone that's done a muck dojo and then said, yeah, I'm a deadly weapon now because it's bullshit. Anyone that's got to that level... I actually heard the deadly weapon from Mike Tyson. That's what I, I mean, Mike Tyson Mike also has a weed farm, so I think he may be smoking a little bit too much. Um, However, Mike Tyson, I think, does have to. I thought he had to. That's what I'm saying. I think he. I think he literally had to register. Yeah, but he's that's that's different. Like, there's there's people that can get a black belt because they've gone to a McDojo in a year, but then there's someone who's heavyweight. He's a former heavyweight champion who bit someone's fucking ear off. I think there probably does need to be who went to prison. Like, um, I think there's probably else things in there. Assault, like let's say, I don't think you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no someone. Let's say you do assault somebody and you actually have the martial art. Would would they 
It would be boring because judges don't know anything, yes. So a judge would, would say, well, you have a martial arts background and therefore you could do blah, blah, blah. And they do mm. the same thing with reasonable force. Of course, judges don't know anything when it comes to martial arts and mm. self-defense unless they trained in it. And so um, it is a skewed part of our system in the UK as well. But the, the whole black belt thing, I would say, and I believe that most people I know with um, enough level of training would say that the only thing that a black belt teaches them is that they know fuck all. Yeah. <laughs> it's where their training starts all over again. What do you call it? Muck dojo? You can never read it. Muck dojo. Is it McDonald's? McDonald's, McDonald's. yeah. <laughs> but I remember when I used to do the, um, the Taekwondo, and like I told you, I used to skip the forms, and I remember... So I was I was like a um, purple belt. Mm-hmm. This is like one year into my training or something like that. Or yeah. And these guys, I used to remember, I used to go sparring, right? And I would beat the living shit out of black belts. They used to actually put me in there, and they they were like, oh, this guy he can fight. And so he used to put me in with the black belt kids. And then imagine moms that have been paying money to the kid going all the way black belt. Yeah. I'm over here coming, so, beating the crap out of the kid. <laughs> and I had people actually complain to my master. Some white, like some parents, yeah. complaining they're talking about, oh no, this guy's a street fighter, he's, he's doing this, he's doing that. Because I, I never used to have the, the regular form, like, you know, I used to bring my hands closed, you know, fight a little more sideways, and it was, it was just funny. So, but, but so, yeah, yeah, I mean, that doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything, and also, yeah, people, it's, it's, it's a status, the amount of people that get a black belt and then stop, it's just like, yeah, you, don't, yeah. you don't know. You, you can never truly perfect the mm-hmm. No, and, and, yeah. and it's not, it doesn't mean, it, it just doesn't mean anything. I'm sorry, all of you out there that are going, yeah, I want to get my black belt. It doesn't matter. Some of you could have been, I know there's, there's one person who's been at a dojo um, near where I live, who has been doing the same martial art for about 20 odd years. He spars with the black belt, he does everything else. Guess what he doesn't have? A black belt. He's never graded. Yeah, he's job. technically, no. technically a white belt. <laughs> because, he ne- he, because he genuinely doesn't see the point. No. Because it's like, what I, it's, it's a status symbol. I don't need a status symbol. Then run another train. So he is exactly the same, if not higher in experience and technique than most of the people that are actually teaching people. Yeah, but he's technically a white belt. So it, it's, it's down to the person as well. Because, yeah, technically... You can three to four months, every three to four months, you can try and grade up. You might fail, you might get somewhere. But actually, you might go, you know what, no, I'm not happy. Because if you're a perfectionist, you might go, no, I want to make sure of this. And now you take a year for everything. Yeah. You know, it, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's so myself, basically. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, the easiest and best way to get a black belt. If you're only, if you're only interested in a black belt and that's all you want, <laughs> eBay exists, people. Um, <laughs> You know, Amazon. Yeah, problem solved. You know, go on. You know, Blitz don't care who they sell to. Um, buy some stuff off of them. If if you want to just look like that, fine. I mean, it's not going to mean anything in reality. Um, and I think that's that's where a lot of things come with martial arts as well. But so, have you ever found that then, if it's come to a, have there has been is that there yeah, has there been a point where you have felt that if something's happened or you've discovered something new that either your ability to do something in, for your size and on the doors, or your um, stuff in Taekwondo just simply wouldn't have mattered and you'd, have, you'd be in trouble. Or you've learned something where you wish that had been incorporated into what you were doing, or has there been something more than that? And also, do you think it's different in how you would have used it here as opposed to US or Somalia or anywhere else? Mm. I, uh, we'll go first. <laughs> no, you go first. He's thinking. I can see the eyes are moving, man. No, no, I wish, um, you know, in, uh, in, um, in Taekwondo, there's a lot of things that I wish that, what do you call it, 
that they actually um, taught us. Yeah. Because, you know, um, let's say like let's say you find somebody, you know what I'm saying, and you're prepared. Uh, what do you call it? America. I used to because in high school we used to actually end up having to fight. Um, I remember one day I fought out what do you call it, football player, NFL player, American yeah. football. And so motherfucker actually just went and tackled me, and we went to the ground. And good knee to the head would have dealt with that. Um. <laughs> 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 that but it was, it was like you know, in a, in a, like sometimes I was you know 100 ready, and I was not even like too hard. I didn't think he was gonna fight, but he just went for the top, uh, for, for the takedown right away. Yeah. And it hit me. I'm not gonna lie, it hit me unexpectedly, and that's when I felt I'm not gonna lie. Like I was like, damn, I wish I should like learn how to. You know how to do a takedown, uh, how to get out of takedown and, and grappling and whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah, the sort of sprawling and things like that. I mean, so for you, it's the unexpected. I mean, one thing I would say is if you are only wanting to deal with things that you can expect, that you can expect and you can prepare for, you're fucked all you're fucking really, yeah. Because and I get it so much when I when I train people and you have someone going, oh, wait a minute, I'm like. Is that what someone who's attacking you is going to do? No, you gonna, excuse no, me a minute. No, no. Oh, you, you want to stab me? No, no, no. no. Just, <laughs> just give me two minutes. I need to just, I need to just do my hair. Like, <laughs> the fuck? Like, it's not... Now, when people that's try to get their thing. hair out of their eyes... Yeah. Like, oh, that's another thing we should with the hair. I have this hair with the goat. You know what I'm saying? It's like... You know, it's like you're gonna in your head. A fight. No one's gonna tell you go in a fight. I mean, I get it as to why you do that for for tournament fights, though. But I do think when you're training, maybe there should be more to it and I mean mm. so the, the simple thing that I've, I'd like is when you for instance in jiu-jitsu in Japanese jiu-jitsu mm. um, where you have the triangle and you have a few other systems as well where you have the triangle and you have somebody effectively dealing with each person at a time mm. and I've seen it a few times where people just go you now yeah and, and so the person knows that okay they're still having to deal with different people and so they're still but that they know that someone's going they can try and get prepared Mm. I have seen the best way of doing it, which is someone just literally going up to one someone in the triangle and putting their hand on their shoulder. So they know they're going, the person they're attacking has no idea. Um, so they, they are still sparring and training, but they're kind of training for that more unexpected thing and to deal with it quickly like and quickly. Yeah, because it's just it's staying on your feet, trying to make sure of your surroundings. It's not bad response. As we said earlier, you can't... This idea of like, oh, and I've seen it on YouTube again. Oh, I'll just take a hit. Good. I mean, then you might be knocked out from that hit. Yeah, Oh yeah, that. I mean, as, as many TikToks point out, if you try any of your stuff, um, you will die. Um, it's uh, it's gonna happen. Um, but yeah, I mean, so so for you, was that just that, or you just wish that there'd been more of a rounded kind of stuff with it? Well, what was the because you asked one question? What was the second part of the, of the question? Like something I would have wished to like help. Something you mm -hmm. wish that would have been part of it. Like if yeah. it had been it, like you wish that you'd. I mean, it might be that you wish you'd learn another martial arts to go with it. It's going to complement. Yeah. And then is there something that you feel? Do you feel that there's something more that would have been helpful in the U.S. as opposed to U.K. as opposed to Somalia as a, you know what else? Somalia, by the way, is also the. They don't have what you call it, not, um, not, like especially for the Taekwondo. Mm -hmm. One thing I, didn't, I, I hated about it was like it was not. It didn't fit how most of the people when they're fighting in the streets, no one's like no one's gonna be coming fighting you in, a, in their finest sense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When people come, it's like yo, they're gonna come different directions. They're gonna be moving. That's what happens in real life. Yeah. And I felt like when I did that training, which is part of why I kind of stopped it. By the way, is um, I didn't feel like it was um. 
is like a fit to the way it's going to happen in the streets. You're not going to have a mat. You're not going to have somebody like um, trying to tell you like, oh, they're going to reach a certain way. It won't be technical, basically. Yeah, it won't be technical. And that's why I wish, always wish like I felt like when I, I wish I had learned actually another another form where another form to kind of compliment. Compliment, yeah. Do you think that? Do you think that you would have? So for that, then, yeah. do you think there's do you think you would have picked an, the same martial art or the same kind of system to complement it for all three of the countries that I've mentioned? Or do you think there would have been a different thing that would be needed in each country? Uh, yeah, I mean, aside from like, you know, because London is like, aside from the whole like culture of knife, is existed so much in London, because America don't have that. And Somalia is like, is like a... They had everything. I'm not gonna. Somebody <laughs> they use knives. I've seen guys get attacked by machetes. Mm. I've seen. Um, I've seen guys. Uh, what do you call it? I've seen one where actually a guy. It was the same thing you were talking about. He he punched it. Um, they're fine. Uh, and this guy, he didn't like the way he was getting too close to him and kept coming like in his personal space. So this guy felt threatened. This one guy, what do you do? He punched. This guy runs away. As soon as he got punched, runs away, grabs a hundred rocks, starts chucking at the guy, one by one. And the guy had no, he had no choice but to run away. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't say there's certain, because I feel like you, every situation where you're in danger, it's kind of the same thing, like somebody that's trying to harm you. Yeah. And it's just uh, the which probability is higher in which country. Yeah, so it's, it's just kind of what kind of thing, because I mean, obviously you were saying about being taken down, so maybe you'd have thought, maybe I should have done some wrestling. Some catch wrestling yeah, or something like that. Some Brazilian Jiu Jitsu or something that, that, or judo that kind of helps you when you get on the ground. Um, the guy was, was way heavier than me, too. Uh, the weight, weight is different. Weight, weight comes in, uh, what do you call it, is a big factor. Yeah, pivots and mean that they're wonderful <laughs> to throw. Um, Dean, if you're out there, um, <laughs> there's, there's a few people that are in that class that'll understand that one. Um, <laughs> But, so um, but yeah. Do you teach right now? Or? I, I stopped teaching um, actively when the pandemic hit. Oh, um, and I haven't agree, really yeah. got back to it because it's it's still not... Because I, I was teaching mainly at universities oh. um, and the pandemic hit and I just kind of went, well, this is not going to happen, yeah. is it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, and then, I'm sorry, but I don't believe well, in no, learning a lot. They're they're like, all the restrictions, right? So yeah. Can it, can it be... You guys are going to be liberal. Yes. Because in America, by the way, they still haven't looked at anything. Well, yeah. that depends on the state you're in. Florida. <laughs> Florida. Um, Texas. Uh, <laughs> southern states. Um, so, I mean, Minnesota, yeah. they brought it back. They brought it back to Mass Mandate. And yeah. people are losing it. Um, That's because you're basically Canada, let's be honest. Um, yeah. You know, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. the thing is, is that no one in Minnesota is going to have a gammy for that because you are like Canada. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 it's super cliche. They, they call it Minnesota nice. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's that thing. the only place, because, um, okay, your roads are different in America. Uh, I mean, England. Oh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I've been lonely too long. <laughs> and so we have stop signs. Because yeah. intersections, you guys, I've never seen that. And like, wow, that's really crazy. Four way intersection ways, stop sign, stop sign, stop sign, stop sign. Each side, when they come, is wherever kid first is supposed to go. So, Minnesota, these called Minnesota Nights. We show up, and I'm telling you, here you go. That's what you go. For us, that'd be someone going for a door. That'd be someone going for a door in English. No, you. No, 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 you. You're like in your car, and the guy goes over there. She's going to. I'm like, what? I'm going to. Shall we for a. And then sometimes they just look at you. And it's like, damn. Okay. 
No, because again, truth is not really that. And again, it's it's almost like yeah, but it's almost like the argument with blackbirds is <laughs> that I can I know plenty of people that have never that um, the guy that works that doors that is a former um, biker. Mm. I'll put you, I'll put him up against most senseis that I know, and they'll probably admit themselves that they're fucked if they're fighting. <laughs> It doesn't. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah. It, it, it's it's a it's a precursor. It means that they they kind of know. They're probably more aware of situations. But I would say that actually, it means they know that they should run away more often rather than anything else. You know, <laughs> being a martial artist doesn't make you, you know, in, in, um, yeah. And, and and this is something I've said on here before many many times. I'll say it again. If you go to a, to a dojo, if you go to a gym, if you go to wherever. And your, inst- and your instructor, your sensei, your sifu, your um, guru, whatever they want to call themselves, um, and if they call themselves master and they're not doing um, a system like uh, uh, TK, uh, TKD, um, just leave immediately, um, and if they call themselves master, so but, like one of the yes, and if it's an English system that uses it, it's ridiculous, so they shouldn't call themselves master. But my point is, it's if they tell you that they have never lost a fight, leave. They're lying. Has to be they right. have. They have. They <laughs> fucking have. Everyone has lost a fight. Everyone in martial arts, if they have not lost a fight, they have never tested their skills in a tournament, mm. never been able to, never defended themselves if, uh, in the outside. And to be perfectly honest, if you're doing a martial art, or especially, in my mind, self-defense, mm. specifically so that you can defend yourself, and the person teaching you is bullshitting you on whether they're undefeatable or something, you do not need to be there. Leave. Leave immediately. If they come out and immediately go, oh, of course I have. Yeah, but that's why, I'm, that's why I've got better. They're probably telling you the truth. I'd be far more impressed with someone that said, you know what, yeah, I've had 300 fights. I've lost 50 of them. Um, it's never going to be 300 fights. Right, 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 but, you know, if then they said they've lost a sixth of them, yeah. I'm going to go, you know what, fucking fair play, man. You've won a fifth. You've won five, five sixths of them. Fucking nice. I'm going to believe that over anything else. No one is undefeatable. No one. You know, it's, it's just not going to happen. I've, also, I've, I've noticed that when I was actually, when I was a kid, my mom actually, the whole reason why she put me to my martial arts was because when I was younger, before I was like 15, uh, no, no, it was like uh, 16, I guess, mm-hmm. I used to actually get in a lot of fights. Right. So I remember I came back. It was back. natural, you were Yeah, but I remember, and another thing is because I lived, half of my life I lived in abroad. And then I moved back to America when I was like 2008, so I had a language barrier. Yeah. I had to learn it. I knew I could I could understand English, but I couldn't speak it. Yeah. And so, yeah, I was getting like hella fights because like there was bullies, whatever, people that are trying to make fun of you, test you, because, you know, I was in new school too. That's another thing that used to happen to me. Um, yeah, I noticed that after, so after, when I went to the martial art, that's when I actually, I went and I, I got into less fights. Yeah, because you know, any any decent martial artists um, will tell you not to fight. It's you know that's as simple as that. So again, I, I don't walk think away and not engage. Yes, it's better to walk away. Um, I don't agree with running away from everybody trying to attack you because yeah. if you're making someone who really wants to attack you run after you, and let's be honest, you're being attacked by someone that's relatively young. It's not going to be some seventy year old trying to mug you. Probably <laughs> piss them off. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's, there's a compliance thing. There's a, there's a you know there's everything that you could think about as well. So um, yeah, but I mean, it is the argument the same as with the black belt. If it, there shouldn't be a requirement for any kind of training, there should be potentially some kind of endurance training. I think with um, some door staff. Yeah. Um, because if they're relentlessly having to deal with stuff, especially at events. I mean, especially at events, if they're having to deal with massive fucking crowds or stuff that's yeah, happening, they're, yeah, they're constantly, I mean, the amount of times, you know, if you're certain, um, 
certain companies beginning with R and you, you work in Canterbury, for instance, and you've employed, <laughs> employed people through your firm at events and they're never given them water or potentially photoshopped yourselves into doing work that you've never actually done. If you're someone like that, um, then maybe they, you know, they, they should. They know exactly who they are. Um, then you know that that should be something you need to you need to think about. Is that the training should be appropriate? So maybe there needs to be more separation between the type of door stuff you can do. Or you know, is it the fact that a door staff person shouldn't be doing events, mm. um, which you can, you know, just with a little bit of kind of oh, you've got your license, cool. We're going to put you on there because that's pretty much how it works. It loves, yeah, like we have literally. Events where there's like thousands of people go through gates and they've got like what five two goals standing there. Damn. What the fuck are you? I don't know. I mean, police academy <laughs> where they use the big voice. That's how the whole actual. All the shit happened there. Yeah. Yeah. We saw like this here five thousand kids was running in and they had one security guy trying to stop them. And I said, you know what these guys doing? He was tripping kids left and right. Yeah, you're like, yeah, you, you probably causing the stampede. I mean, on top of the fact that they've been told about it all day and they had well um, masses and hours of mm-hmm. prior knowledge to what was happening, could have got in more staff, could have contacted the police, well, actually had complete control and had no reason for that tragedy happened and it was absolutely the fault of every, everybody that was there and no one should ever be let off for it. Fucking come at me. Um, then yes, that's what but it's... Like for us, is what we do is there's managers who run the show, mm-hmm. staff-wise, and then each manager like has supervisors. Mm-hmm. So say I'm the supervisor, mm-hmm. they would give me like 200 staff, mm-hmm. and I have one section of the concert area. So I'm in charge of that area, I report back to the manager. Let's say you have an exactly. session. If I, have, yeah. I contact the manager, and then the managers come up with a solution for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's how it works. And also, they so if I'm not doing my job, they're not doing their jobs. Basically. And plus the fact, you know, in that event, yeah. they know if something's going to happen beforehand, like they did at Astro. Yeah. They knew hours in advance what was oh, happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hours yeah. in advance. And they did nothing. No. No. Actually, your phone service, and then they literally, uh, what do you call it, after the, uh, before he went out because he was, he was about to do his set, and that's what people asked him the tragedy happened, they were like, oh, we have a mass casualty. And they even told him, like, yo, don't, don't come out. Or they just told him, be wary. Yeah. And when he came out, I was actually performing, you could see it was some of the videos, there was cops standing right there. Yeah, they, they, they declared it, they declared it. Yeah. I mean, it and place. it's just ridiculous. I mean, you have, you have yeah. events um, like this. I mean, you've seen it with some of the big rock bands. You've seen yeah. it recently, actually, with KSI. Um, right. KSI, who's, you know, he right. does big-ass fucking events. Well, KSI has a problem and he did it. Yeah, and, and no. I was actually shocked when I heard that. Yeah. He's, he's, got, he's, got, um, he's got number one album he had recently. Yeah. But he did an event, he did a, a gig a few months ago, where he literally saw someone in the front row, because they, someone was recording it with them on the phone. He saw someone in the front row, not feeling well, he stopped singing, stopped his music, got off stage, went down, checked the guy was all right himself, made sure that the, the guys came out, made sure KSI. Was it the Travis Scott thing? It was, it was actually before. And then he just and he did it. So it was before the tragedy happened. Mm. So it's like... you. That was a small, right. small event compared to, to the other one. So common sense. Common fucking sense. He's and he is the as as the the, the performance. Well, what though is he should well if there's a, especially for Travis Scott, you know you can't actually hear the crowd. You can't, but you do have eyes. You do have eyes, but it's hundreds But you do have eyes, <laughs> and you can see other things. Like I, I don't have much sympathy for that. They probably downplayed it for him. 
They're like, ah, oh, some kids are probably, yeah. and they downplay it. Yeah, they didn't care. Also, if you have a massive headache and you, you keep doing this in your apology, I mean, yeah, it's, you know, just, you know, we can't, we can't say that for sure, obviously, we can't say that for sure, obviously, but we can see, you know, when somebody's trying to pretend they have a headache. Anyway, back to things. Um, we, as, as everyone knows with this podcast, we will go off onto tangents, but then that's the whole fucking point. It's people chatting. That's the point of the podcast. If you want to see something else, that's a straight out fucking interview and they're boring as fuck. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, obviously, I mean, for me, as I said at the beginning, and I didn't even mention all the stuff I've trained in, I've trained for over 30 years now and I've, I tr- tend to train things together. So it's not that I've trained one, moved on to another, moved on to another, because that's pointless. I tend to train two or three different martial arts at the same time. You know, you know, Monday, Tuesday, it's this. What other styles have you learned by the Just a lot. I mean, it would be pointless. What's the most uncommon one have you done? Or it'd be bought it. Um, yeah. um, uh, but I remember you told me you actually went to when you went to Israel. Did you? So no, I, so my, oh, I was trained. I was trained by. It's, I don't actually know if I'm allowed. The guy who's former IDF that, that I trained really? under. Oh. Um, yeah, he's former IDF I trained with. But um, again, that doesn't. I have trained in those things with with the the right kind of people. Um, but the right kind of people don't need to be champions. They don't need to be ex-military. They can just be really good at what they're doing. Um, it's just that they have to have some humility. Mm. The ones that have no humility at all, they're the problem. Because they're just like, yeah, I can do this. And I've seen, you know, they're the ones that watched Karate Kid as a, ki- uh, as a kid and then thought, yeah, I can do that. And it's, it's just fucking ridiculous. Um, but I, I tend to train two or three at a time because if I do that, it means that... Yeah, it may be a problem if I was doing a tournament and I accidentally did something from a different martial art because I wasn't thinking. But it helps in my general well-being for, for self-defense and, and just everything else because I think, okay, well, I've got, I've got this, I've got the stand-up game there and I've, I can deal with that from there. I've got my range because of this and I've got my, my close-up because of this. And it just helps. Um, but again, I would never, and I have instructed, I have trained this, I would never assume to be able to win every fight. You mm. shouldn't be able to. You, you shouldn't. It's, if you go into anything like that, if you think, oh, I'm going to do this. Arrogance is a good thing, yeah. Arrogance is fucking ridiculous. It's, it's just, arrogance will not help you. You should go into this thinking, okay, I'm going to get fucked up. Mm. As, as I would. You should go into it going, okay, this could, okay, how many stays in hospital is this? Because <laughs> it can happen. Yeah. It can happen. You want to minimise it. But if, you're, if your mind is always, you know, from a fucking action film going, yeah, I'm the next Bruce Lee, <laughs> you're a fucking idiot. I mean, it's just what's going to happen. Um, you know, I mean, even in the, actually fair, even the martial arts films, the arrogant fucker always is, is the one that gets done in the end, yeah. so even they realise that one. But I do think, for me, when I've seen different violence in different countries, it is, I think the biggest issue is for training in general, um, is people don't have any awareness of how violent things are. I'm guessing both of you have probably seen stuff. I'm guessing mostly in Somalia, but maybe other places. I'm on the door. <laughs> You're most correct. Um, because the violence is real. And I think people, people are taught, yeah, it's like this. As you were saying earlier, like people come in at a certain way and do the certain things. It's like, Things need to be taught slowly, of course, so people can do it. But then we need, you need to ramp it up. You need to be attacking. So whenever I do the self-defense stuff, yeah. we are, are far more hands-on. And it's problematic 
to be nice to people. I, my, my opening speech every year when I was teaching new students um, at the university was um, my best and my worst quality are both the same for teaching you self-defense, and that is that I'm an arsehole. Because the idea was, I'm a complete arsehole, so you're not going to like me. However, because I'm an arsehole, if somebody attacks you on the outside, you're more likely to be ready for it because I'm going to be a bastard to you here yeah. than when you're outside. Because, and, I, and even for me, I know full well that I wasn't teaching as harsh as it can be because it's a completely different world yeah. outside. It's the 21st. It's completely different. I mean, yeah. the, the levels of viciousness and just, you know, if someone wanna hurt, wants to hurt you, they're going to fucking hurt you unless you can stop them. They're going to do it. It's not like 1950s. It's not like, you know, you're going to do something, they're going to go, oh, okay, well, mm, no, I'll walk away now. No, it's not going to happen. They're going to fuck you up. Yeah? I mean, I don't know. Like, you guys have seen this stuff as well, so. Yeah, no, no, no. It's like, what do you call it? The people um, in Somalia, especially, when once I've seen that type of stuff, it's like people kind of, they get, they get shocked, especially. It's like when, when you're in the streets, and living here happy, like, you know what I'm saying? People don't, people forget that, you know what I'm saying? It's very easy to, what do you call it, to tune it out or whatever, you know? Mm. But I, I was wondering, but so, when you used to teach your classes, and uh, your classes, because you, I'm assuming there's no belts involved. Self-defense now. Yeah, and no uniform. Are there uniforms? Or no, I don't, I don't agree, and I know some people disagree with me on this, but mm. you don't get attacked when you're in your gym clothes or when you're in yeah. your, your pajamas, which, let's be honest, <laughs> That's what martial arts clothes are, they are effectively pajamas for most of us. Um, you don't get attacked in them, because you can move around really easily in those clothing. That's what that clothing is for, is to make you able to move around um, really easily. So for me, personally, I always felt you should be able to do whatever you're doing in that. Now that's not to say if you've trained in different equipment that you can't do it in there, but if you're used to being able to do something in normal clothing, then you learn how to deal with the restrictions of wearing a, a t-shirt, how it feels, a suit, or whatever it is. You learn those restrictions. Wearing and jeans or whatever. Yeah, and it becomes part of your training. It becomes almost muscle memory, which is the point as well, yeah. yeah. So I'm wondering, by the way, if, 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 if there's any... Um, um, uh, any uh, your form, basically, how do I put your name with you? Bartitsu? Well, Bartitsu is the martial art that I had there. But that's, Bartitsu, I've moved away from heavily. So you, came, you said you came to America and actually... That, I was invited to America. Invited, yeah. I was invited to America to teach in, in the West Coast, yeah. Um, because I was part of that, as I say, with, with when there was a UK Bartitsu Alliance that actually so really existed. Actually, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Is it, is it starting to like, spring? Oh, God, yeah. I mean, if you're in America, um, uh, Tony Wolf, uh, definitely, uh, you'd, you'd go Tony Wolf. Um, in the UK, there is a gentleman that I've completely forgot. Tommy, Tommy, Tommy Gunn. I'm Tommy sorry Gunn. if I've got your name wrong. I'm pretty sure Tommy Gunn. Tommy he's actually, he's actually, he's actually, he's actually, he's written a book on it as well. And he, I will say for that kind of stuff, he's far more practical as well. It's like, look, this is what the this what the traditional art tells you. It's now 2020, whatever. Well, this is what's actually going to happen. <laughs> you know, so he's, he's very good. From every time I've seen him speak on things, he does do a lot of um, appearances and stuff. Um, unfortunately, he's not, um, rec- he's not seen as much by um, people outside, I don't think, because of the, the name. I've even had people contact me because they've heard his name when he's speaking and gone, oh, have you heard of this guy? Yeah. I didn't have contact with him when I was um, doing stuff specifically with Bicitsu, but everything I've seen shows that he's spot on for it really.
Um, but yeah, what were you going to say? American? No, he's an English guy. Oh. Tony Wolf is the American guy, but um, oh. Tony Wolf deals a lot with almost the stage side of it as well, oh. and I think was involved with some of those um, the Sherlock Holmes films, I believe. Is <laughs> actually uh, was he like the stunt coordinator of it or the fight? I, I believe he did some of the, the coordination, yeah, for it because it would make sense. Um, but were you were you going to say something about? It? Sorry, I, I kind of sidelined you when you said Vice City. Oh, uh, no, 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 I was going to actually, well, I forgot how long it's off right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. We had a couple of nets out. And, and it's know, late. It's yeah, late. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that's fine. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I like yeah, to Let's say a guy like me, I'm 28 right now. Yeah. And I'm thinking about actually not going back. Because the last couple of days we were together, you were showing me a bunch of moves. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I so, generally, I mean, are you going to ask if, if you're too late or too old or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or I can start I actually, we've actually oh. done this. I did this. If anyone wants to go back through the back catalogue, there's there is one with me and Tom Davy or Sensei um, Tom because he hates being called Sensei. When we talk about it, there is no time in life where you can't go back. I genuinely don't believe there's any time at which you should be able to try. It's never too late. I'm an optimistic guy because, but the world right now, I feel like the star is slowly getting dangerous and dangerous, man. You know what I was <laughs> I, I, was there, so I mean, I, I did not tell you how to do this. However, if you go back again, I think it's me and t- um, Tom Davy, <laughs> and also me and John, Jordan Cooper actually brought up this about um, is the world getting more violent? If you want to go back through the back catalogue of the podcast. Um, but yeah, so I think it probably is. I, th- I agree. Oh, all right, we're do. <laughs> no, I believe that the, pe- the, the people that I spoke to in those podcasts didn't believe it, and yeah. I do believe it's getting more dangerous. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I, I, don't, I personally don't believe that, it, that it's ever too late, especially not. If you're doing it in terms of martial arts, when you have some background, because it's not that you're, so you'll have forgotten some stuff, but some stuff is going to be written in muscle, muscle memory, and it's just, there's certain awarenesses that are going to be helpful. Mm. Um, I Obviously, as you get older, things get harder to do. You know, I can yes, still do the splits, but I need to practice it more often to stay flexible. <laughs> yeah. um, when I was a kid, it was a lot easier. Um, you know, simple, silly shit like that, and, and your um, agility obviously, but if you, if you practice your agility, if you practice your speed, you mm. can still be faster when you get older, you can still have being more agile when you get older, um, but that does get, it's repetition, um, so obviously the younger you can start, the better, I mean, mm. you started at 15, I know a lot of people that start around 13, 7, I started at 4, um, and it's been, you know, I was 4 years Who old. Who got you into it? I don't know, you started at 4. I believe, although my memory is not great from that point, um, I believe it was literally, I... So when I was younger, my two idols in terms of fighting were um, Bruce Lee and Muhammad Ali. Yeah. So I saw both of those guys and was like, yeah, yeah man, I want to be with them, I want to be those guys. And so, hey, I mean, and, and also, I mean, if you actually look at it, that was pretty much why both of them got into it. it was that, yeah. They both got attacked at different times, um, so they were inspired to go and do it. And I just saw them and just went, you know, I want to do that. And so yeah, I got sent to local... Yeah, yeah. I was sent to a local dojo, then we moved, I went to a different dojo, stayed at that one for quite a while, um, to the point where, I, I, I mean, I absolutely loved that dojo, and the guy's amazing, the dojo's still running, I haven't been back to that, that one specifically in yeah. 20 years, I mean, it's still running, still running, it's very, very, you know, um, mid-Sussex martial arts, absolutely amazing, um, Sensei Roger Payne, um, very, very good um, let me ask a question similar to his one. Yeah. So you two both have martial arts background. Or you've done some sort of martial yeah. arts. Somebody like me who's never done martial arts before, who's looking to go into it, what would you say they should try? Judo. Judo. 
I've got to get asked the I always say we. In another one of the podcasts, if you go back as to what martial arts you're going to, these guys, man, they're just filling me up here. I love it. Check the archives. Now, this is because we check, yeah, do check the archives. Um, all of the videos are there. You'll notice. attach it to the video. The further, the further you go back, you will find that the quality is different because it was made as a student one. But yes, you can find it on there as well. Um, judo. So for me, I think, um, for me, the base grounding is something like judo. Um, for many different reasons. One of them being that I. Now, I could just be romanticising it, but I find far less McDojos with judo than almost every other martial art. Because everyone wants to be a karate guy, everyone wants to be a boxer, you know, judo, it's just judo. And it's, most people that teach judo genuinely do know what they're doing. I mean, you know, I could mention the, the, the dojos and gyms I've been to, the only one that's still running is my old judo dojo. Um, you know, and the other ones, that's not to say the other ones have disappeared, yeah. but the grounding is there and people do it. It's also, you get taught the discipline very well. Now, obviously, the, the way that certain things are taught are very different now than back in the late eighties, um, when I started. But, um, but and obviously, they were a little bit harsher. But I think judo, absolutely, it's discipline, it's respect you get taught, and I always say this about judo as opposed to some other things. Is uh, so in, in martial arts as opposed to some things is you're taught that grounding to be respectful and to n- know how to deal with certain situations and to keep yourself and not go looking for things. So it goes beyond um, judo. It goes beyond just the martial yeah. art. It's about everything else. And uh, and I, I will say this is um, if you're looking at it in terms of camaraderie as well, which I've spoken about before, um, actually a few weeks ago, about the idea of um, about camaraderie and the idea of, you know, feeling that you're part of a um, community when you're doing it. Yeah. Things like judo, things like Brazilian jiu-jitsu, things like boxing can be really good for that as well. So it depends on why you want to go into it, um, because those ones, if you're thinking, you know what, because I haven't done it, because I'm in my 20s now, a bit later, like you were saying, um, maybe I won't get accepted maybe they'll think you know well, anything like that yeah, yeah, yeah. then you might want something like judo brazilian jiu-jitsu or boxing or things like that where they literally go no man you're you're with us now you're you're part of the family and that's not to say that other martial arts don't do it it's just that from my experience those are the ones that are very especially brazilian jiu-jitsu um, are very kind of no you're part of our family now <laughs> um they do have that thing about it and yeah. I, 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 people do cancer is a bit cultish but i think it's quite good um but yeah, and it's also very good ra- uh, grounding because you do learn how to fall. The first thing you all learn is how to break fall. And it's, it's oh, yeah. a, 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 an amazing skill. You know, you literally fall over. You get pushed over, for instance, by someone at work that literally can knock you over before your hands would have gone out and might have break broken your wrist or something. That's not going to happen if you have some break falling, um, which is the first thing. Uh, every judo class that I've really been to, it's been like the beginning and end of every lesson. It's right. Yeah. It's like, the we're going to tell you to throw yourself at the floor. Yeah, it's like throw yourself at the floor basically, and then we have some fun with it. You know, now there's five people you've got to throw yourself over. I used to love that. They used stuff. to make the, they used um, to do the ones where it was almost like a like a French parkour where they you know jump from a high place. Yeah, they do do that some of them, and 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 all of them teach it very differently as well. But you've got that as well as you've got some groundwork because that's what judo is. Judo goes to ground, and you know how to throw people. So you've got some. Imagine this guy. Some close up. Just chucking people from left to right. uh, So I will go back to something I kind of mentioned earlier. Shaq's size will mean absolutely fine. Nothing. So I I had a couple of times. I had someone. um, I had someone in a class. Anyone that went to this class will remember it. 
where I, we were doing chokes and things like that, and someone um, stepped out of line a little bit. Uh, he was about 30 stone. He was a rugby player um, and big guy, and he was choking people. So my response was, okay, but you can't do that with people. That's dangerous, everything like that. And he said, no, but it's working. I said, okay, do it with me. And I just threw him over my head. <laughs> because it's because my background and my grounding is judo, yeah. where if you move with a pivot, give um, give me a lever and I can move the world. You know, if you're in the right position, and everything like that. Now that's not to say that every time a big guy isn't just going to win, because there is of course an advantage of that. But in terms of judo, especially yeah. in terms of that kind of close up, size means absolutely fuck all. <laughs> um, it, it's not about that. And if if you only rely on on strength and everything else, it's where you're going to go wrong. It's what's going to go wrong for you. Um, but I yeah, I'd say personally judo, and there may be some boxing. Um, Purely because the two together, you've got, you've then got some, you've got some cardio there as well. Well, it's, you've also you got cardio. So your 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 fitness is always good to have alongside it, and you also have something with standing up. Yeah. Um, boxing, the fitness levels for boxing way higher than those for judo. Sorry for all of my fellow <laughs> judokas out there, but let's be honest, we're not we're not necessarily the as well in shape as our boxing brothers. And yes, for anyone that's running, boxing is a martial art. As far as I'm concerned, boxing is a martial art. It is. It just is. It follows all the rules of martial arts. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say boxing and, and judo, um, possibly together, because I think ha- having two together also helps you continue. Because if you're only doing one, you might get bored, or there might be um, something you're not quite clicking with. If you're doing two at, the, two at the same time, I think it helps. I think it really does help with that, yeah. I would suggest anyway. Uh, and if anybody is watching this still, firstly, well done. Give yourself a little prize. Um, but if you also have any suggestions, put them in the comments below or, or just comment on the, on the video or, or wherever you've kind of consumed this. Um, just to say what you think on that as well because I know, obviously, I am biased. I am biased. I started with judo. So, of course, I'm probably going to say judo. Um, You're only going to see what you truly do. Yeah, I mean, I've done a lot of martial arts, but that is what I start with because it's, it was it is my grounding. It is the grounding for 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 me completely. But yeah, I don't think at all that it, there's ever a time when you're too late or that you can't get into it. And there's there's obviously different martial arts um, and different things for everybody. But it's not to solve every problem. But like I say, I think the biggest thing you need to know when you're starting any kind of martial art at whatever age is why. Why are you actually doing it? Because if you're, if you're doing it there to, to get into fights, don't do that. Don't do anything like that. If you're there because you're worried more, maybe martial arts aren't for you, maybe self-defence is. Mm. Um, and I'm sorry, martial arts out there that call yourself self-defence, you're not. You may, you may be, some of you might be, but a lot of you, you're not. No, You've just really put self-defence after your name, haven't you? You're, 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 you're points kickers. Um, <laughs> But, you know, that's, that's the thing I think people have to... I think that's something the martial arts world has to be realistic about as well, is that we need to actually say, look, why are you doing this? What is it you're doing this for? If you want a bit of this, great, we can do that. Um, if you want to get into tournaments, great. And I think that should be encouraged more as well, because tournaments are the thing where people see a bit more violence. Um, and like I say, I think the violence is very different depending on where you go. Um, but violence is violence. That's what a lot of people don't get, is that violence isn't what it is in the films or TV shows, it's fucking horrendous, you know, you can see stabbings, you can find them on YouTube, you see what stabbing actually looks like, and it is not, um, oh, so if someone comes at you with this, in a, with, uh, this way, and in this angle, well, it's no, exactly like no. this, nah, 
is it is it's someone, someone grabbing you, repeatedly stabbing you over and over, throwing you to the side. So get them what they want. Okay, it's it's very very different. And sometimes it's just some fucking crazy bastard that you don't know who is even fucking there to just stab you. So it's the realism of violence and things like that needs to be really looked at as well. But if that's what you're looking for, they need to look at the story or like that. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of stuff. I mean, there's there's so many things like that, and you know, a lot of people have seen it. There's the person I mentioned earlier on the word doors has had to deal with someone who the I think the report from the police said stabbed but from what my friend said cut open would have been more realistic um, and this was in a British nightclub so I think oh, people wow. need to realise this is the case for certain places yeah, yeah. so is there like a different rule in the, in the UK rule if you, get, if you get stabbed rather than if you slice somebody in what do you mean because I know like um, like let's say you know when you cut somebody mm. rather than or, or stab them But yeah, I think that's something. And again, ask yourselves why you're why you're wanting to start martial art. You know, if you're getting into it because you think it'd be helpful, we just want to that. Or if you're getting back into it, or whatever your reasoning is, something to think about. Um, thank you both of you for joining me. Um, with our random backgrounds, um, and uh, everyone that's um, listened along, if there is any of you, thank you. Um, I'm not so sure what will be on next time. Of course, these podcasts are every fortnight, so next week you will have um, one of the throwbacks. So um, you'll have noticed this on YouTube, and it is only on the YouTube channel. So if you're listening on Spotify or Amazon Music, you don't get this. It's basically a section of one of the past podcasts. I cut out five or ten minutes where I think it's been quite interesting and I put a little throwback that comes up live at 5pm on a Wednesday on YouTube so you get something just to kind of fill you in whilst we're getting everything in place for the week after with the next podcast. So um, hopefully you enjoy that. I hope you've enjoyed this and the random places that we've gone. So thank you everyone for joining us and we'll see you next time. Thanks everyone.